Hi, welcome back to The Cake with Joe and Jane. It's called The Cake because there is a cake for everyone. Whether that's walnut, chocolate, fruit or red velvet, cake is definitely something that unites us here at Salisbury District Hospital. We have a great episode coming up for you all about springtime, a time of year that's about renewal and hope. For some, that's just the season, longer days and nature waking up. But for others, it can mean faith, Easter Passover. And this year, we've also got the Islamic festival of Ramadan too. But before we get into this episode, we should probably introduce ourselves again. So I'm Jane. I'm one of the divisional heads of nursing here at the hospital. And my name's Joe. I'm the recruitment team leader here at the Trust. And we're really, really fortunate to have with us today our staff counsellor, who is sponsored by the Stars Appeal, Pamela Kirkham, and consultant cardiologist, Dr. Susie Lewis. But as we all know, people are far more than just their job title. So what is one thing, Pamela, that people might not know about you? I'm scuba diver trained. Are you? Oh, wow. Did you do your training here in the UK or did you No, I did it in Australia, in Cairns. Wow. Mm. Where's the strangest place you scuba dived? In a deep sort of patch of water just off the M4. Oh, wow. Which was really dark, (laughs) grisly and horrible. (laughs) <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that no, by the end. I was like, okay. <laughs> was that part of training or was that just part of like part of a course? It was part of a holiday. Right. Um, that my husband arranged. Um, my holidays, because his ex forces are okay. always like adventure training. Oh, oh. Right. And so that was part of our holiday. How exciting. Mm. Were you looking for anything? Were you like searching for... I was looking to get out of it (laughs) because my biggest fear is suffocation. Oh, wow. And so I spent my first two days of the five-day training just not sleeping, sheer fear and wanting to find a way out of doing the course. (laughs) But then once I overcome my fear, I sort of... I put my training into practice part of my job is helping people overcome fear yeah so I need to practice what I preach and so I did I don't know how I did well I ended up bursting into tears because I was so frightened yeah same Same. but once I did that I then loved it and I then went on to do my advanced dive training wow so I came away with doing even more so Susie what is one thing people might not know about you Uh, they might not know that I've got four grown-up sons Wow. Who are very special and uh, they're within five and a half years, so they're all very close in age. Yeah. Two married, two as yet free. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an advert? <laughs> so that was a busy household growing up then, I'm sure. It was tremendous fun. Very noisy, but great fun. Did you did you juggle motherhood around your career? Because obviously being a consultant cardiologist, I'm assuming, did you m- merge them both together? Uh, yes, I was very fortunate in that for quite a long period, I was able to work very part time. Yeah. So um, I managed to juggle and then get back and to full time, which is what I'm doing now. Amazing. So can you tell me what is your favourite time of the year and why? Spring is a lovely time because it is about sort of almost getting out, getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. I love seeing all the new lambs that are around the fields. They're absolutely wonderful. Um, Buds coming up, flower, you know, blossom on the trees. The days are getting longer, lighter evenings. It yeah. is very uplifting yeah. this time of year, isn't it? We have quite a few bird boxes around our garden yeah. and it's really nice to watch them come and have a look and 
um, see if that's where they want to nest yeah. or not. And and then we watch them bringing all the nesting into the boxes. And, and then you hear the chicks once mm. they've hatched. It's wonderful. Amazing. Mine is the daffodils coming into work. Yep. I see them on the on the side of the verge, and I just think, yes, times are changing. Is there anything for you that you really think, yeah, that's that's a real peak for me? Yeah, those trees in Queen Elizabeth Garden, they, they, yes. they're wonderful. I cycle in through the close, so I always get a view of the close yeah. coming into work, going home from work, and that's a huge blessing, seeing that amazing cathedral. Yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? No matter how many times you see it, it's still breathtaking, isn't it? When you say you're driving into work, I remember there's a few times I've driven in, and it's a beautiful spring morning, and you just see that cathedral. Yeah. in the di- and you, Yeah, I feel very privileged I get to see that coming into I get work. to the top of Pepperbox Hill, yep. and I look down, and I can see the cathedral, sometimes with the sun just behind it. And if there was an opportunity to stop and just take a picture, I would, but obviously being the A36, you can't really stop and take <laughs> no. a picture. But yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. So at this time of year, as a Christian, what is so important to you about Easter? Well, when you mention the word hope, that makes me think about Easter and and my faith. When we talk about hope, we often mean um, like a wish, like a, I hope it's going to be sunny on Saturday or hope it's sausages for tea. But actually, I think the Christian faith is based on a certainty because we know that Jesus Christ came to earth he died on the cross and the purpose of that was to save us from our sins so that we could be forgiven and then on easter day the great victory when he rose from the dead and i think i should say that again because what rose from the dead yeah we work in a hospital we see dead people that's not just something that happens every day yeah. is yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah that was just an astounding miracle and that from the start of that, the Christian church and the apostles were able to found the church on that belief that there is eternal life for people who believe in Jesus. So what does Easter mean to you and your family? How do you celebrate it? Well, um, this year I'm actually on call over Easter, oh, no! summer, <laughs> Easter weekend, which is fine because I haven't done it for a few years. So it's yeah. definitely my turn. We would normally go to church and my husband will be at church on Sunday morning and we are actually doing something in our garden on Good Friday afternoon for our neighbours. So we're going to have a little very brief service and hot cross buns and uh, which will be fun. So hopefully I'll be home in time for that. So Pam, we talked about spring, a new beginning, lots of things changing. Sometimes when things change, people need a little bit of support, a bit of help your role within the trust can you tell us how you help people through those changes so yes I'm I'm the staff counsellor and I work here full-time and I'm employed to offer staff free counselling it's time limited which means sort of six sessions staff can come to me with any problem they have whether it's work related or not it's very difficult to separate work from our private life Um, and so So it's not unusual that they may come with one problem, but actually the underlying cause is not revealed until we go through the work. My core training is what we call psychodynamic. So fundamentally, um, we work on sort of early experiences influencing our adult behaviour. My focus is to help people understand their behaviour, how it may influence the situation that they find themselves in and the struggle that they're having. 
And then we explore sort of how behaviour changes, how the way they think about things, how they approach things. If, if there are any changes in that that need requiring, it will help change the situation that they find themselves in. So can you just tell me a little bit about your role, what you get up to on the day to day? OK, so the, the week weeks vary because one week in six we're on the wards and doing ward rounds yeah. and looking after the inpatients and the, the junior doctors. But the rest of the time, my focus is imaging. So um, that's mostly ultrasound imaging of the heart, which we we do a huge amount of. Virtually every cardiac patient in the hospital will have an ultrasound stat. A scan yeah. which looks at the structure of the heart the way the valves work the size of the chambers and how energetically they they pump yeah but then also stress uh, scans as well where we get people to exercise and we do ultrasound before and after exercise or with a with a drip to um to speed the heart up wow but then I'm also involved in clinics, so seeing face-to-face patients and doing telephone clinics. Excellent, thank you. What, what do you find most challenging about your job? I think it's challenging um, at the moment because we are constantly in a changing situation yeah. where you, know, you think that things are going to work out this week but then someone else tests positive for COVID and yeah. you're short-staffed again. And um, I really don't like cancelling patients, cancelling lists, cancelling clinics. I feel it's so disappointing for the patients. I mean, heart problems uh, are something that everybody worries about. Yeah. You only have one heart. Yep. Absolutely. Um, if you have an appointment to see a cardiologist and it gets cancelled, that is so gutting, I think. Indeed. Did it take you a long period of, um, of training to get into your role? Or was it something that actually you'd already had already had an interest in and you were on your way? Uh, the, well, I suppose you gain experience. You continue to gain experience. And I find I see something I've never seen before at least once a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is amazing, isn't it? Um, but I think, you know, the basic training to be a cardiologist is, is probably about 10 years from qualifying. Yeah. So and, and then but we just we're, we're always learning. We're Every day is a learning. school day, as they say, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Something like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, we were talking earlier, Pam, because my clinical background, I've had experience of myself and other colleagues coming to see you with lots of challenging issues we had to address. Mm-hmm. What, what do you find most challenging about your job? I think in one respect, sometimes the most challenging is is not being able to to give as much as I'd like to. One of the most challenging things I had during COVID was supporting staff who were very unwell. We did have some staff who were feeling quite suicidal. Mm. And I wasn't able to get hold of GPs. I wasn't able to get hold of that external support that they needed at that time. That's been the most challenging part of my job, I think, since I've worked here. And I've been here 14 years now. Yeah, because we literally did just shut down, didn't we? You yeah. Know, obviously, yeah. as an organisation, we kept running. Yeah, we did. But yeah. externally, you know, our Absolutely. partners and colleagues just reverted back yeah. to a system that we've never had to deal with before mm. because we've never had COVID. Absolutely. So it was just sort of like the curtains came across and that was that. So, yeah, I do agree yeah. with you there. Uh, why do you think uh, hope and optimism are so important to mental well-being? It's vital. We all need hope. We all need optimism. We all need to believe that 
going forward, things will get better. Yeah. And more often than not, they will yeah. get better. Um, it's believing in that. So your eternal optimism, isn't it? Oh, that's me. I get, <laughs> I get mocked quite a lot for my optimism, but... <laughs> I completely agree with what you said. Mm. It's so important. And one of my favorite phrases that lots of people hear me say all the time is, no matter how horrible it is out there, there's always sunshine behind mm -hmm. those clouds. Absolutely. And it might only be a little bit of sunshine, yeah. but if you just cling on to it, you know, you can get through it. Absolutely. And I mean, I think we've all been to mm. points in our life where, you know, things have got really tough and you just think, how am I ever going to get back up? Mm -hmm. But Time isn't a wonderful thing and it does heal you. Mm. And you look back and you think, well, you know, I did get through that. Mm. And, you know, it's like at the moment, we are going to all get through this. Absolutely. I know it's hard out there. We all do. Mm. You know, the cost of mm -hmm. the cost of living is going up. There is, you know, there's a conflict going on across the continent. Mm. You know, things are really sort of scary, mm -hmm. but you have to tell yourself mm -hmm. that it is going to mm -hmm. get better. A absolutely. And the thing is, is when we're under stress, we generally go into the default of negative thinking yeah. yeah and so it's very difficult to look at the positive and i believe that the the flip side to negative is always a positive it's just being in that mindset to be able to find the positive in something so Susie, so you mentioned that we only have one heart and how stressful and um worrying it is for those when the appointments are cancelled how much of your optimistic approach and, and the hope that you have do you use to help with your patients? I, I do try to be optimistic with everyone. I think the last thing people need is a, a gloomy faced yeah. person saying, um, gosh, you, your heart's terrible, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> even when we know it's true. So I try and look at the positives and say, well, you know, I think you're doing really well. I think we can adjust things and improve matters for you and then make a make a plan i think people like a plan and obviously sometimes we're dealing with really elderly frail people yeah. and you have conditions which are it's not possible to really treat adequately mm -hmm. but then most people in that situation will accept you know if i say an operation might be a bit too much for you yeah i think we should let nature take its course or something to that effect uh, and people accept that philosophically usually, but it, it's hard. It's hard because old people have conditions which are potentially treatable yeah. um, if they were 20 years younger. Yeah. So in those cases where you can't physically treat them, would you say that the need for a positive outlook is even more important to, to help with their mental well-being while dealing with that diagnosis? Yes, yes, I, I would say so. And, and um, for old people, what is often important to them is the, you know, their family around them and being able to get into their garden maybe. And, um, uh, you know, I, but I, I think, yes, if we can be encouraging and, uh, and hopeful, even in, when the situation is not looking great. Yeah. So you, you, you touch on, uh, you know, having those difficult conversations and obviously that must have some ramifications on your own well-being and mental health is there anything that you do to keep your optimism at its peak levels or are you somebody that you know ventures off into the garden and does some gardening what what makes you sort of think okay I can actually regroup and, and head forward again I find it really helpful to go for a run oh you're a runner are you um oh, and I find 
you know, a lot of things that seem really important and troublesome when you set off. By the time you get back, it, nothing seems to matter so much. Yeah. And I find it a really good opportunity to actually pray about anything that's bothering me yeah. as well. And that I find that really brings peace over what, uh, what, what, what's troubling me. Power of prayer. Absolutely. So we talked about hope and optimism and the start of spring, mm-hmm. a new start for everyone. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to people that are maybe struggling at the moment? What, what can they do to see that optimism and enjoy this spring? I've sort of just put a few headings down on a, a piece of paper in front of me. And the first heading is about reflection, thinking about what is important in life for us and thinking about going forward into spring and summer. What can we let go of from the winter and the dark and the bleak yeah. months yeah. and the cold months? The next heading I put was change Um, and maybe it's a good opportunity to think about what changes do we want to make in life. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're realistic and achievable changes and think about what that overall goal is that you want to achieve and what steps do you have to put in place to achieve that goal. If reaching your goal requires help from others, don't be afraid to ask for that help. Yeah. Try to live in the present. Think about what you're doing here and now. Think about, are there any threats around you at this moment in time? What people are in your life that you value? What do you value about yourself? Um, We've talked about positive thinking. um, And think about things that make you feel grateful. When you go to bed at night, just think about three good things that's happened that day. Yeah. And go to sleep on that. I have a friend who does that at the start of the day. Uh-huh. Literally every Positive morning. Yeah, 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 they do. They yeah. wake up and go, Why, what am I grateful for today? Yeah. And do the yeah. three things. Okay. okay. Health is really important. Yeah. Exercise. Now, we don't have to go to the gym every day. But just go for a walk. There's lots of walking routes around the yeah. trust. I do it at lunchtime. Go time. for a walk. Absolutely. Beautiful. Invite a colleague with you so that you do make sure yeah. you do it. Sleep is really important. So if you're struggling with sleep, there's lots of apps that are on the NHS website that will help you sleep or the Trust do sleep I was going to say workshops. we're doing some sleep workshops here yeah. at the moment, aren't we, which is great. With the finance side, what I've thought about is think about things that don't cost money mm-hmm. in terms of during the summer when the children are off school. Take them to the park. Go for a nice walk. Do yeah. a nature walk. Yeah. Just go out in the garden. If you haven't got a garden, take them to the park. Maybe if you like gardening, start up, grow a few vegetables, get the kids involved. If you haven't got a garden, you can do boxes in the house or the flat, wherever you live. Try and cook fresh ingredients. It's much healthier than processed foods. Reduce your non-essential journeys because that will help reduce your financial costs think about any hobbies that you fancy doing that you've never thought of doing yeah it's probably a good time to start isn't it new Mm. beginning new beginnings yeah and we can always say i haven't got time i usually suggest to people do yourself a timetable at home because just put yourself half an hour aside each day for a hobby or just to sit and read have a coffee relax we can find half an hour. So would you say that's something that you do to look after your own mental well-being? 
I started to learn playing the piano. Really? Oh, wow. I'm no good at it still. I've been <laughs> doing it for years. But as soon as I get home from work, I spend an hour playing a piano. Oh, I have to remember that if we do a talent competition. No, no I, don't do con- I don't do concerts and I don't no, play in public. But I took up, I always wanted to learn the piano. My daughter, we got my daughter one because she plays the piano. And I said, when I retire, I'm going to learn. And then I thought, why wait till then? Yeah. Exactly, why wait? Yeah, so, absolutely. So I now, yeah. I've got so you're a scuba diving piano player. This is well, amazing. <laughs> I just have a go at things in life. So you mentioned you're on call this Easter. How will you be celebrating despite being at the hospital? On Sunday, um, the church service is normally in the morning when I'm doing a ward round, so I don't think I'm going to make that. So I will, I think what we'll do actually, you can watch an online service um, from home and that's what we often do on a Sunday evening. So we join our son's church from London and uh, and that's a really wonderful service and it's very, uh, very uplifting. So I think that will be what we'll do on Sunday evening to try and uh, recreate a bit of an Easter uh, for for me. So Easter is a very special time for you. How do you um, keep that hope and positivity going throughout the rest of the year after uh, Easter has passed? Well, I I suppose um, my faith is my backbone, really, my anchor, my rock, all those things. And I, my... It's it's a way it's a slightly negative thing. If you think of the worst thing that could happen to you, yeah. say you you would hate to be a hostage uh, held by violent people. Yeah. Um, I know that whatever the deepest pit I could be put in in this world, that uh, that Jesus would be in that pit with me. And we're all going to get old, aren't we? We're all going to be lonely. We're all going to be ill. You know, it's going to happen. Uh, but I, I don't need to fear. So I have hope because I know that I will never be alone in any of those situations. Thank you so much for talking with us today I about really your, yeah, your role and your faith and optimism. Um, we're going to ask one final question, if we may. And it's obviously a very important question. What is your favourite flavoured cake I love all cakes actually and a woman after my own heart especially like if they're homemade um, uh, but that lemon drizzle I think is the one that's calling me oh my gosh well having been sat here for how long smelling all these delicious <laughs> cakes um, I would say chocolate cake usually but because that's not your homemade cake. Shh, don't, you can't sorry. Controversial. That's the only one that's not homemade. <laughs> you did mention that you bought that. Yes, I did. At the beginning. Just the one. So I, carrot cake. Oh, okay, fabulous. Okay. Carrot cake. It's one of my five a day. Yes. You say? Absolutely. I'm yeah. with you. I vouch for that. Yeah. It's got carrots in it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cake. And a massive thank you to all our guests for taking the time out to record. Yeah, we really do appreciate you coming on and having these important conversations with us. And if you'd like to listen to another episode, they are all available for you now, wherever you get your podcasts from. Well then, Jane, fancy a slice? How are you?